Let's go to the Word real quick. I've got to take a little time with you. It's church on Sunday morning, and we're going to make sure we have some time in the Scriptures. Not long. I just ask you to listen. Amen. Can you all do that, yes or no? I'm going to put it on the big screen. I'll make it as easy as I can on you. Okay, here we go. Been a little series called 2020 Vision, Seeing What God Sees. There's a lot of churches, a lot of TV mess you'll see that it's as kooky as a day is long. There's plenty to see in the Bible without making up stuff. Did you hear me? Plenty of stuff without making up stuff. So anyway, and I want to see one of those today. And it's, it's really a huge thing. And it's called a paradox. There's a lot of paradoxes in the Bible. Now, when I was a kid growing up, even through high school, if you'd have come up to me and said, Gary, you know what a paradox is? I'd have said, I don't know what a paradox is. Like a shoes or something. I have no idea. So, but now I've gone off to the big university, and now I've, uh, over the years, I've learned a little bit. So I want to talk to you about a paradox today. Don't let that scare you. Jesus spoke in paradoxes. Many times, not parables, he did that, but occasionally he'd say stuff like this. The first shall be what? And the last shall be what? Well, that's crazy. Because the first is the first and the last is the last. You get there last, you ain't going to be first. You get there first, you ain't going to get there last. That's why we go early, to get there first. You see what I'm saying? So it must have meant something more than that. It's not a contrary statement. There are things that are made that carry some deeper meaning. You understand? To get to God, he says, you know, God's big and he's up, you think, right? But he says the way to me is to be humble. He said, if you humble yourself, I'll do what? I will what? Basically, if you keep yourself low, I'll lift you up. Hi. So there are many paradoxes, but I want to look at one real quick, and we're going to do fine. I'm not going to be here all day. This isn't Gary normal. This is Gary abnormal today. About 10 minutes max. Can you say 10 minutes? As if that mattered to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, anyway, here we go. I'm not going to be all day. I promise you. Here we go. So a paradox is a what? Say it with me. It's a what? It's a statement that seems to do what? That's what a paradox is. It's a statement that seems to contradict itself. I'd like to just look at one today. I said it this morning when I prayed. I don't want you to come here today and leave lost. You've already come. You've come to church. And we've had a good time. We've had music and things like that. We've had each other. But I want you to leave with Him. I want you to leave knowing if I die, I'm going to heaven we had uh, some people over from our country helping put out fires in Australia. And their plane goes down. And they lose their life. You can't turn on the TV anytime, anywhere, and not hear that something is happening tragically. And then just naturally, it's appointed a man wants to die, and after this, the judgment. We're all going to die. You hear me? But I want you to know the Lord. While you're living... And when you pass, I want you to know that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. And I want to hone in on that for just a minute. Y'all, y'all okay so far? And I think you'll, you'll, we'll all learn something. So here's a paradox. This is another one. The same time came the disciples unto Jesus. And they said, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Who's the greatest? If you look at your Bible, you could automatically think Moses and Joshua. You could think of all these great people, right? 
Down through history, we can think of great leaders. So who's the greatest in, in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a what? Say it with me, a what? A what? If that ain't a paradox, I ain't never heard of one. Who's the greatest in the kingdom? And he calls himself up to him a little what? Perhaps a toddler. Okay? And set him right in the middle of them. And he said, barely or truly, I say unto you. Say it with me. Everybody, help me now. Except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little what? The same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. We have so screwed up church. I want you to just look at that, how simple that is. Is that simple? That's pretty simple. Hmm. If I'm going to go to heaven, he even says the greatest. It's how you're going to get to heaven. You've got to humble yourself as a little child. We are so different today. We say you've got to do this sacrament. We say you've got to dress this away. We even tell you in some churches how long your hair is supposed to be. What version of the Bible you read. You might say, Clark, or people, yeah, you've got to give your money. You hear me, yes or no? Did you see it in there? I didn't see it in there. We're talking about you and me not leaving here lost. That's what it's all about today. So what does that mean? What does that mean? Back that statement up one more time, Raj. Say that. Uh-uh. Right there. Let's say that together. The way to heaven is to humble myself as a little child and receive the gift of God. Now, next slide. What is that gift? It is, say it with me, salvation through. Y'all hear me or not? How you going to get that? Well, I'll, I'll come to church. I'll give my money. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll whatever. You ain't getting it that way. It's not happening. You've got to humble yourself as a little child. You're not getting there your way. It's his way or the highway, and the highway's to hell. You hear me? Come on, man. Now, look, say this verse with me. But don't you see it first? Look at this verse right here, John 3, 16. How many... This was one of the first verses you ever learned as a child. Let me see your hand. Isn't that funny right there? That verse is the favorite verse of both adults and children and people worldwide. You see that verse at football games on signs. Have you ever saw it? Say, Jesus theme. And we wonder, what's that? <laughs> That's what that is. People are trying to get the message out. A simple childlike message. Let's read it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That verse, it's pretty simple. God loved you and he loved me. And I think both of us know we're sinners, right? We've sort of screwed up along the way, haven't we? Somewhere. And God loved you and me so much that he gave his only son. What was his son's name? And Jesus did what? He 
Died on the cross. And He what? So that we could be saved. And the Bible says if you'll believe that, you'll have everlasting life. So guys, if you leave here today lost, it's not like you didn't have the chance to fix that today. Did you hear me or not? What do I need to do, preacher? Well, you need to humble yourself. You need to admit it. Oh, I think so. I hear that all the time. If you die, you're going to go there. Well, I think so. Maybe so. Hope so. Why wouldn't you want to say no so? Say, if you get a terrible disease and the doctor tells you, well, you might so. What do you want to hear? I know so. Yes or no? But we don't think enough about what happens after this life. You must be born again. You must put your faith in Christ. I didn't make up this message. I received this message as a little child myself, even though I wasn't little. My mother was a drunk. She was 40 years old. Can you imagine the good news in her ears? Yes or no? So whatever you've got to do today, say no to whatever. It's not going to church. It's going to get you there. I'm not saying church isn't important. I've given my life to do this. Are you kidding me? But this fellowship ain't getting you to heaven. We can't hardly get you down the street. Good works, good looks, it ain't going to happen, guys. It's Jesus. So let's finish the message. Here we go. You know what, little children? They can't do too much, and they certainly can't pay too much. I've got little kids again, and I never see them worrying about the house payment, what we're going to eat at night, the clothes they're going to wear. Little children just accept that it's going to happen. They accept it as done. But see, we grew up, guys. We grew up and we got big. And we had to do. And we had to do for ourselves. And we had to pay our bills. And we had to do. And somehow we let that screw up our faith and how we believe in God. God, God doesn't need a thing out of you. He had to do everything for you so you could get there. Don't miss this. You must become as a little child. See, because God's God and you ain't. <laughs> you understand? He's big and you small. Can you imagine God still sees Gary as a little child? He does. He probably says, that's a big baby though. It's a big baby right there. <laughs> Listen, children, they just trust. They need to have somebody do for them. And they need somebody to do what? To do what? Pay for them. Little children just accept this is normal, guys. They just expect mom and dad to do. Wouldn't it be nice for you to look at God that way and just expect and accept that God, you did it. You sent your son for me. And I'm not going to argue with that anymore. I'm just going to believe it like a little child. I'm going to trust you. As a little child. Now some of you are going to struggle with that because you've got to humble yourself. You've got to come down off your ladder and get down. That's the way you do it. You hear me or not? Children give very little thought about how they're going to eat, what they're going to wear, how to pay the light bill. I already said that. Somebody has to what? 
They have to do it for them. God's God, I'm not. He's big, I'm small. God sees me still as a what? Say that so you can know it about you too. Say it. God sees me as a little child. You know something else my children don't do? They don't blame me for their problems. That's why a lot of people miss heaven, I think. Crap happens to them down here in this world. And they point the finger to God. Did you know what? When my kids fall down, when they get banged up, when something bad happens to them at school, they don't come home and say, Dad, I can't believe you let this happen to me. When they come home, they want to tell me about it. Because they know that I love them and I can probably solve it. This little children thing might take you a long way if you keep it in your head. You hear me or not say? Good stuff, ain't it? First Peter, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. I love verse 7, casting all your what? Care upon him for he what? He cares for you. He is your God. Do you believe in him? Do you believe in him? Would you say that with me this morning? Just say it out loud with me. I humbly receive Jesus Christ's payment on the cross on my behalf. That's, that's who gets the credit, yes or no? He's the one who did it. I couldn't do what Jesus did. I couldn't pay what Jesus paid. I cannot go to the cross and die for people's sins. I cannot raise again the third day. Come down off your high horse. Humble yourself at the feet of Jesus. Leave today saved, not lost. How do you do it? You must believe in him. Capiche? Amen? Say that with me and we're done. I simply believe as a little child. Let's stand together quietly. If you can, not run out on me yet. That's something else kids don't do.